Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your, I mean, we're, we're going to be honest, probably not your favorite, but it's, it's, at least it's in your rotation. Uh, Pseudo Ludo, thanks for, thanks for joining us. I'm joined here with Brian. Hey. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well, and this is your favorite podcast, or else. Yeah, or else, yeah. Let's be a little bit more assertive here. Uh, <laughs> like in Spongebob. So- yeah, so so thank you for this uh, being actually not just your your favorite, but dare I say your only podcast? Yeah, the you only know? one. Yeah, I am the Lord thy podcast, and you shall not have any false podcasts before me. That is, yeah, that's what it, the Bible says. I think. Yeah, pseudo Ludo, uh, the book of the book of Ludo. I think verse verse one, pretty important. Yeah, that's, pretty important yeah, verse, if I recall correctly. Um, well, anyways, we are here to talk not about theology, but, uh, video games, uh, ludology, some might say. Maybe where we derive the name for our show. Might not be, though. I don't know. Uh, the more you know, you'll learn something new every day. Yeah, so ludology is the study of games, and that's what we try to do here. Keyword is try. But regardless of that, how is how's the week been for you? What have you been up to? You been playing anything worth talking about? Um, I've been playing Cyberpunk some more, and also I tried the Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is the free game of the month on the PlayStation 4 and 5, and I've played the first two Tomb Raiders, like, of this reboot series, and I, I think so far this is the weakest of those three. It's fun, but I'm not sure if I'm going to see it all the way through. And Cyberpunk, I'm still enjoying, but I do think the main quest i'm at the point of like no return where like if i do the next main quest it's the end of the game Mm -hmm. and i do think the main quest is weaker than the side stuff and i'm kind of at this impasse where i don't know if i want to keep doing side stuff or just finish it like there's a lot left for me to do side stuff wise i've probably only played it for like 22 hours but i sort of want to just beat it and then tuck it away for when a more significant patch or perhaps a dlc comes out because i'm kind of getting to the point where i feel like i'm like it might be worthwhile to like i've gotten my taste you know it might be worthwhile to save some some of the other story arcs and stuff for but i don't know yeah i also sort of want to platinum it so you never know (laughs) yeah do you i was gonna ask like do do you think there's some value like does it look like it would be a fun one or like an an achievable one to get all the trophies like it doesn't look hard because I a lot of them are ending ones, but you can like save scum that, and then there's like you know just like mop up like clear all this out of these districts and stuff, which I haven't really done much of that. Like there is this whole underbelly of kind of Ubisoft antics you can get into, but I've predominantly just been doing like the side missions because there's side missions and then there's like gigs, yeah, which are just like oh there's a gang here go fight them or this car right. got stolen or whatever. Like, which are just like, if you do it, it's like five minutes. I've done a little bit of it, but there's like tons of those in each district. And that's a lot of the trophies is like clearing the districts. And I don't know how fun that would be. I haven't done enough of that. That would kind of be the make or break for whether mm-hmm. I, because other than that, it's just like random combat trophies. And then a couple, two more side, like side character arcs. And then the endings, like there's like seven or eight ending trophies. That doesn't so strike me. Have to replay that... the ending a bunch of times. Oh, okay. That doesn't really strike me as a game where it would be fun to clear out all the districts in the same way that, like, you know, in Spider-Man, 
it's not like exactly thrilling, but it's at least like the game's yeah more built around that. Yeah, it's more it's yeah exactly like it's more built for that kind of gameplay where like uh, just from playing The Witcher, like it would not be fun to have to go walk you know around and clear every district out. That's just not really the type of game. Same with like Fallout. So I'm just comparing it to you know RPGs I've played, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like this is definitely going to get a huge like increase of content and quality in the next like two, three years. And it's going to be like a big talking point and I'm going to want to revisit it. Yeah. So that's why leave I'm some back and content. forth like leave a good amount, you know, of content of, and then I would replay the game with different choices or whatever, instead of, right. you know, getting all the trophies now, but also, yeah. you know, platinum contest or if I got to get after it. Of course. But I know, I know what you've been playing and I think, that's going to be our topic. Yeah, I can talk about a couple other things that I've touched uh, this week. So, first of all, I've been playing Hitman 3, which just released. So, uh, this episode will kind of be a, you know, a little bit of first impressions, a little bit of review of the game and uh, where I stand with that. Uh, but for now, I guess I can talk about, you know, I, I played some Near Automata, uh, which I picked up on sale, and I'm liking it so far. It's one of those games where you and Nick had played it earlier, uh, what, last year, I think. Yeah, it was like one of the first things I talked about on the podcast, I think. And it's it sounded like fun back then. It, you know, it's been one of those games that I've been hearing good things about for a while. Came out back in 2017. I think it came out around Breath of the Wild time. And, you know, m- my whole year was mostly just Breath of the Wild <laughs> and Overwatch. Like, those are the two games I played a lot of. And Rocket League, actually. But, uh... Yeah, it's fun so far. The combat's very satisfying and, you know, very fun. The uh, story seems at least, like, an interesting premise. I I didn't get deep enough into it to, like, really know much about what's going on, but it seems like it it seems promising. And that's about all I can say of it for now because I didn't get too far into it. Yeah, the story is something that picks up a lot more as it goes on in the different runs and stuff. It's, like, really meta. Yeah. And, and philosophical some of the stuff that goes on it's a little hyper stylized and stuff but some of the stuff is is very deep for a video game at least like conceptually like the ideas that they're putting forth yeah it's a very good game it kind of reminded me a little bit of um neon neon genesis uh i've never seen that really really good time i that's one of my many, many shows that I've started, uh, got gotten most of the way through, and didn't finish for whatever you, reason. You don't need to get into this right now. It's, but it's a really good show, and I just reminded myself that I want to watch the rest of it, because it's great. Don't watch that before you watch Sopranos, or I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, no promises. <laughs> now, what else? Uh you know, delving a little bit out of the video game sphere, but remaining in the greater uh, ludology picture, I've been. I wanted. I wanted to mention just a shout out to Exploding Kittens, which is a uh, party style card game, which is very very fun. And uh, been playing that with my family here and there, and been having a really good time with it. If anyone's looking for, you know, some kind of something a little different, you know, a little physical game to play. It's very, very fun. It's kind of like a hot potato style thing with like, you know, exploding kittens. Obviously, you lose if you uh, draw one of those, and the whole game is based around that. 
It's very humorous. It's actually apparently the most backed thing on Kickstarter ever, which baffled me when I saw that on the box. But yeah, uh, it seems not right. Right. I, I would think outdated? it would be might be outdated. I would think it would have been a video game. That would have just been my like, you know, it would have been like Shenmue 3 or something like. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a cool premise and it's a uh, very cute and very fun. The cards are all very humorous to read that kind of thing but uh that's about it and then obviously we'll talk about hitman after we run through the news so why don't we talk about that so what so what uh what just happened brian what did we just see come out so this is basically the only news item we have but so there was just a resident evil showcase tonight in which they uh, Capcom revealed Resident Evil 8 Village is coming out on May 7th. You can pre-order it right now. It's coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and PC. And then they showed off some gameplay of Resident Evil 8. They announced that there is a demo of the game available right now on PlayStation 5. And they also announced a multiplayer game which they seem to keep doing for some reason yeah called um resident evil reverse (laughs) which sounds like a mirror mode in mario kart or something but uh yeah i'm super excited for this game i really like the recent output of resident evil so i'm definitely going to be grabbing this but not the multiplayer thing i'm completely out on that but this it comes out in may the only other game that is currently slated for May of note to my knowledge is Death Loop. Yeah. But I could see Ratchet and Clank getting tossed in there, so it might be end up being a crowded month. But Yeah, I'm, I could I'm, see I'm, Ratchet I, I and would, Clank. I could see that being a summer game too. Yeah, I would get Resident Evil over Death Loop probably. Or I mean I'll probably end up getting both, but Yeah, you will. I have a lot of PSN gift cards that are begging to be spent, alright? I'm uh I'm very excited for Deathloop. The closer and closer it gets, like I that's something I really am excited to play. And yeah, you should play Dishonored too. Well, I I like I that's kind of the is like you know I've been replaying the Hitman games and or playing for the first time some of them and uh, it's made me more in the mood to go to Dishonored and Dishonored Two and Dishonored obviously two in particular is like the level design you would really appreciate. Yeah. Because I was actually looking up games like Hitman, and a lot of people were saying Dishonored. Yeah, there's one level in Dishonored um, 2 that was, like, extremely acclaimed for the design. And, like, I think based on what you were telling me off-air about Hitman and why, you know, why you I liked were enjoying it, yeah. it, I think you would really like those games. I don't, I didn't play one all the way through, but I beat two. And I liked it a lot for what it was, but I think you would probably like it a lot more because I'm not the biggest stealth guy outside of Metal Gear. Yeah. And uh, that's, like, why I'm looking forward to Deathloop more and more is because it seems like the premise that I like from Hitman, um, but kind of just ramped up to, like, time travel and, and stuff. Like, right? Like, yeah, more more action-based, which could be fun, whereas Hitman is less, like, action-y and more, like, interacting with your environment. Obviously, they're shooting, but it's not, like, the main thing. You, you don't go to Hitman for the gunplay. Um so this one seems like it could be really cool, like a nice combination of like frenetic action with like that Groundhog Day style, like replay, master the level, master the locations, you know, get the fastest executions or assassinations, whatever. 
so yeah, I think that's going to be a really dope game based on everything I've seen from it. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. The potential for the multiplayer is also very high. With is like, there a multiplayer? I could be completely off base on this, but isn't that other assassin like? Can't that be played by like an invader like Dark Souls? That's like, what I thought. Yeah, you're probably right. I, don't, I haven't really been paying too Which, much attention to this. If like, that is if that is the thing, then that's really really cool. Where like, you know, maybe it's an NPC, but then someone online can hop in and take control of the other assassin and try to kill you. That turns it into just like every time you play will truly be different because you have to like deal with the tactics of that person. Like that, it just sounds like yeah, like an amazing cool. idea. So really if they cool. if they deliver on that promise, then. I mean, I think they probably will. They they yeah. have very strong output recently, and I know the Prey reboot wasn't quite as well received as the Dishonored games, but I still think it was supposed to be pretty good. I never, I played the demo. I didn't play. I never played the game, but I think they're a talented studio. I think them and Machine Games are more reliable within the Bethesda umbrella than and ID than Bethesda Game Studios at this point. Yeah, for sure. I would say. I mean, Bethesda hasn't put out anything, like, truly great since... Yeah, Skyrim. Skyrim. I mean, a lot. I mean, Fallout was very, like... It, there was nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't, like, you, you know... Four. Real, Fallout 4 in 2015 wasn't, like... It didn't it, it didn't set the bar higher. You know what I'm saying? It did set the bar higher for... Like, Fallout 3 and Skyrim are 10s. Right. Like, Fallout 3 and Skyrim are just 10s. They're, like... Generation they, Generational. Yeah, exactly. Like... Fallout 3 defined, defined what an open-world RPG would be. So it's kind of hard to one-up that, I guess. They but probably never will. No, no, probably not, sadly. But who knows? Starfield. Starfield. <laughs> that one word that I'm clinging to for all all hope. <laughs> me too, get, brother. Gets me through the day. I just look up this, at the stars and say, <laughs> dear, dear God, Howard, please, please. But yeah, all right. Well, that's yeah, that's about it. Just Resident Evil Eight info. So, are you gonna pick this up, or is this a wait for sale? It's a wait, probably just because I haven't played Seven. If I yeah. do play Seven before Eight comes out, like you know what I mean. I own Seven, so I should definitely just play that one first. Yeah, but that game's awesome. So we'll see. We'll see uh, where I stand by that point. But maybe yeah. like when it, we get closer, I'll be more, you know, uh, more motivation to play Seven. I wouldn't say 7 was one of the best games of last generation necessarily, but it was definitely one of the most memorable play like playthroughs I've ever or I had in that generation. Like it was I vividly remember like the the weekend I got that game and my first time playing it and all that it was very very it stuck out more mm-hmm. than a lot of games that might may or may not have been better, but it was just like a very cuz that was the first Resident Evil game I had played at that point probably the first survival horror game ever like true survival horror not like you know last of us or something like that that has elements but like yeah that game's awesome yeah it sounds great i loved resident evil 2 i should probably go back and play more on that too honestly and get yeah, the platinum. i mean I've, I've liked basically every resident evil game i've played to some extent because after seven i went back and there i beat two and three the remakes but then i went back and uh played a lot of four and then some of five and some of the first one just kind of dabbled and i know five is supposed to be a lot worse but i still even enjoyed what i played of that so which wasn't much i just kind of sampled it yeah huh well uh i think without further ado we could get right into 
our our look at Hitman 3. And uh, for those of you who don't know, this is not actually the third Hitman game, but it's the third one since kind of the reboot in 2016. It's part of what they call the World of Assassination trilogy. So this is the final entry in that. It is developed and published by IO Interactive. It was originally a uh, IP that was owned by Square, but IO actually purchased it, and now they're publishing it themselves. So it's actually probably one of the biggest indie games that exists, if you go by like the classic meaning of an, an indie game. But it's really, really great. And uh, before this came out, I recently just replayed a bunch of the levels in one, and I played two for the first time this week. So I kind of like, you know got myself ready for this game coming out uh it feels much more like in the sense of it being like the third game it really feels like the third game in this trilogy it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it's two games removed from it in the same way that you would expect um uncharted 3 for instance to make big steps forward you know in terms of animation and innovation and stuff it's much more just like a season three or like a a third entry in the sense of a ps2 game series having three entries like Spyro or Crash where it's kind of like all the same framework and graphics and all that but they just like made more content for it but yeah I ask away any questions you have Brian I, I guess I'll say how much I also played so I didn't beat the game yet I actually had some trouble accessing the game which we can get into that was a whole a whole thing yesterday I probably would have beaten it otherwise but I played I'd, I would guess around I guess I could check on the PlayStation, but I think I I played around six hours, uh, something like that, five, six hours, and I played through two out of the six levels, and in, in the amount of time I played, I probably could have beaten it, but I actually replayed those first two levels mul- multiple times each, uh, just to kind of see different endings and different, you know, get different assassinations. I guess I should also explain what this game is, because I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't do that at all. So, uh, as, as you guys might know, it's a third-person stealth action game where you play as a hitman, and it's uh, sandbox levels. So you go through different levels, which are usually like exotic locations, and you have a target, and you have to assassinate them. And uh, you know, you use stealth and whatever you can find in the environment, various disguises to do so. But yeah, ask away. Okay, so first thing I want to ask which I know the answer to, I think, but just in general for setting the the framework for your opinion on this. Sure. What is your history with this series? You've never played any until the World of Assassination, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. I, yeah, the, the first one I played was Hitman 2016, which I got for free on uh, PS Plus, which, so, I mean, if you, if you have that, um, you should go back and, and try that, guys, because the first one is still really, really good. And it's a very good indication of whether you'd like three. They're pretty much the same game, with, but with different levels. See, when you say that, like, do you mean deeper levels, or it's literally just the same thing again? Like, is is? I I'm saying that if you took the engine right and the game development tools and all the assets right you could probably make a pretty passable hitman 3 using only what they had in the in the hitman 2016 package you know what i'm saying learned enough to make it better right so it's like it's like taking the same materials but making better things with it not so it's levels more complicated and detailed and stuff yeah here's what i just you know bird's eye view what i think they did that improved this one because i do think this one's better than hitman 1 and 2 so far 
the first thing they changed was they the story already seems to be a lot more like tighter you know and a little bit more personal um which i think was a good call because before with hitman one and two i really did not care about the stories and i still i mean i still don't think the story is like super necessary but um i think the story is just a little bit more like engaging in this one uh because they focused on the characters and they focused on some personal uh characters that were in the first two games and it's a direct continuation of that story but i think they've so far done a much better job tying it into the missions that you're doing which is good uh another thing that i think they really did well was i mean the level design is just like you can tell this is their third time around and they they're like really masters at it now because they're they're they do such a good job at coming up with creative unique set piece levels like the one that stands out and the one that they've been using in a lot of marketing is a murder mystery uh house and I, just from there you can see that they're taking inspiration from other like other things right so it's like your typical agatha christie you know sherlock holmes knives out type thing uh where there's you know a mansion or clue you know it's something like that and you have to solve the the murder you don't have to Why? you can do whatever it I, for for story reasons you know Does what i mean it makes it's, sense that seems like a pretty gimmicky like well the whole thing is very campy you know okay. it's it, it it toes the line between campiness and seriousness like all the time and it's very playful you know um yeah, i feel like the one i played was not like that but i also might yeah too young to pick up on it. i played the one on ps3 yeah there, there's like a lot of deadpan humor and there's a lot of like grave humor you know gallows humor mm-hmm. um but there's also like a lot of just campiness like literally you just you know uh the hitman arrives to the house to assassinate a target and like your your intel person calls down it's like oh this person just hired a detective uh like london's best private eye to come and you know investigate and we don't know why uh she called him like maybe you should snoop around and figure out and then you can knock out the detective put on his clothes and pretend you're the detective and since the detective was invited to the house you then have access to the whole house and the guards will attack you because you're solving the crime you know quote unquote yeah. and you can you can actually solve the crime which is this is where i think it's really cool and where they do like really good design here they set it up so this plays if you want to just play it like a straight up detection like level where you just start sherlock holmes and solving the crime uh present your case at the end you can do that right what do you mean present your case is there you literally options yeah there are dialogue options yeah. at the very end uh for this that's funny yeah, so it, that's what, like, they designed a literal story, right? That can be played in there, and it's a totally, like, I spent, like, an hour searching out. I found all the clues. Um, I could frame different people for the murder using the evidence that I found and stuff like that, and I found the actual, um, you know, murderer, and I found, uh, you know, secrets. I found a lot of, it, it's, I don't want to get, too like, into spoiler te- territory there, but I found a lot of cool things. But I didn't have to do any of that, which is cool. And I could have jumped off that train at any time, right? I could have been following that that you know train of thought for a while. Then I could have just jumped right off. Um, you could have just put the detective costume on and then used it, wearing it, go up and assassinate who you needed to assassinate, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of like it lets you, it gives you a bunch of toys. It's a true sandbox game because it gives you a bunch of toys and it lets you do what you want. But what I think they did better here is like, 
designing those toys in a way that interacts really well with each other and interacts with this the story at large better um like i was following the assassin the person i was sent to assassinate around and just through her dialogue and stuff i was hearing much more about the greater hitman three plot at large which hadn't really existed in the first two games as much i wasn't really hearing as much about like things that related to the the main plot you know what i'm saying mm-hmm I was kind of like, usually the flavor dialogue you would hear in Hitman 1 is like the billionaire on the phone with like his golf coach or something. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like not really relevant stuff. And this one seems a little bit more relevant in that sense. Uh, but yeah, I, so I could have done that or I could have completely avoided the murder mystery at all, right? I could have gone in with an assault rifle and just shot up the place. I could have See, snuck you around. You like, literally, yes, you can do that. It's not like impossible to, to play it It's like not it's not and i don't think it's as fun to do it because you you kind of just have to like be it's it doesn't play like a like doom or something right it's like you will die in a couple shots because it's like more realistic so you have to that that takes more skill i think and it takes more camping and like you actually kind of, can do that like it's not like one of those things where you just get overwhelmed and die like is there a finite number of guards yeah there's a finite you can kill everybody on the premises you can do all that if you want to like there's no monster right, closets on this yeah there's no so there's no monster closets there's no like un um scalable walls or un unbreakable doors that your target is locked behind until you are until you do whatever the developer wanted you to do right i could have ignored all that stuff that they spent you know hours and hours developing working all this storyline and i could have ignored all of that and i could have uh just for instance some of the other things i saw there i could have pretended to be a butler i could have knocked out the butler dressed up as the butler you know snuck upstairs and shot who i needed to shot i could have um been the photographer there was a family photographer there so i could have taken a picture and i saw that there was an opportunity to electrocute the person using like the light bulb from the camera stuff like that so there's all kinds of toys that you can play with and find what you want to do but they do have these great storylines that you can follow like the murder mystery where it's like I can jump away at any time. You know, I'm in a conversation with the lady that I need to kill. I can just kill her right now if I want and then run out of the house or shoot my way out. But I don't. I want to see how the story ends because it's actually really engaging. And that level, I thought the story in that level and what was revealed was like genuinely like really interesting. And one of the like more fun levels because it was so open and because the the endings that I was available that were available to me, I, I... saved and reloaded so i could see the different ways it would play out uh depending on who i accused and stuff like that and those endings were all different i thought it would certainly just be oh it would it would just lead to the same outcome right you know what i mean yeah it didn't i i don't want to spoil like one of the things that can happen but it, it let me just say it gives you different opportunities to assassinate based on how you solve the murder so there's a lot of things like that that's just one example of how the game is very interactive and very like just so much replay value. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could go back and play that level tonight and I could follow a different storyline and and not do any of that murder mystery stuff and still have a totally new fun experience. Yeah. I think I'm going to get this. You should, you should join IO's sales team. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I think, I don't think you can go wrong. And I think even if you're not the type, here's what I, here's my, my, my strong advice is, if you're the type of person who wants replay value and wants to chase a high score or like, oh, I really want to five-star this mission, I want to play it again, or I want to experiment, right? And I want to see 
oh, what happens if I, yeah, you know, see, do that's this? The interesting thing to me is the right. experimentation and all, like, yeah, the, the discovery of of different. Like, I don't really care about score. I mean, maybe I would, but I yeah, 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 How, wait, no, how yeah. No, yeah, it's 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 that's that's the cooler part for me too. That's what drives me to do is that it's actually fun to because uh, the to way experiment. you're describing it makes it seem like it's more organic than the previous ones that I had played, where it was just like really obvious what you're like what you were supposed to do. Yeah, it was like, oh, this person walks by in this disguise, and it's like, but you're making you're making it out to be like it's much more ingrained into the level, the different ways you can do stuff. Which yeah, sounds more compelling to me than some of the previous entries I've played. I mean, obviously, this is a very well regarded series. To be fair, that is still it. That's still in the game, though. You can just, if I wanted to, literally just dress up as the gardener, and, um you know, use my gun to shoot her when she was standing outside on the terrace, right? I could definitely still do that. Like, nothing would stop me from doing that. Well, they need to have that type of stuff, too. But I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. you're making it seem much more rich than the, the ones. But maybe I just wasn't looking for the stuff, too, when I played them. Because it's not like I've really ever done a deep dive in any of these games. I've only, like, fucked around with them here and there. Yeah. I think it is richer, um, at least more than some of the stories that you might have found in Hitman 1. Let's just say that. I think Hitman 1, especially, like, I, I just replayed, I think, almost all the levels. And the first couple aren't as rich in that sense, where you're not getting these really cool stories or character moments. I think they did a much better job designing cooler characters, at least with um, the first two levels that I've played. I've only played two out of the six levels, so, you know, take all this with a grain of salt. But, um, you know, I, I, I enjoyed learning more about my target that I was supposed to kill and finding hidden conversations that I felt rewarded for having found that might help me out in a future uh, playthrough of that level. Right. Um, and I do think they did a better job of making those set piece, like quote unquote ses- set pieces more enticing and more like, let's see, let's follow this all the way through. Whereas like Hitman one might be like the set piece might be like, Oh, you came across like, this could be the, the story for the level. You came across a waiter who is like oversleeping and he's late for work in the guy's mansion. So you knock him out, you put on his clothes and you poison the food. Right. And that's like the story that you follow. And it's not that interesting. Whereas this one, it's like in the first level, which is in Dubai, by the way, and a really cool set piece where you start the game in a clear mission impossible homage where you like land on a skyscraper in Dubai and all that. Um, There was one side plot where there was another assassin that was being sent to kill somebody and you can knock him out and pretend to be that assassin and get hired by the guy that you were sent to kill and he hired you to kill somebody else and you can pretend to kill that person um and then after all that like he'll take you into a room alone with him and you can kill him there so there's stuff there there's a lot of cool stuff like that so when so you mentioned like poisoning somebody right right obviously you have i'm assuming you have guns just in general yeah how do you get a material like say it's a poisoning or some sort of creative kill how do you get the materials to do that like do you have an inventory yeah let me explain all that that's a good question actually so the game has kind of a meta unlock system for your your hitman tools kind of like picture it like james bond's gadgets right and every time you load up a mission, you can choose your loadout where here's the things you can choose. You can choose, um, I think, two pieces of gear that you carry on you. 
you can choose a pistol, a silenced pistol, and you can choose like what suit you start with. You can also choose to carry a briefcase, and inside the briefcase you could put a larger gun maybe. However, as you level up each mission, so let's say I complete uh, the Dubai level for the first time. The first time I, com I do the Dubai level, there are things that I haven't unlocked that I can't use yet. Okay. When I when I complete it and I get a certain score, it unlocks things like instead of starting on the outside of the skyscraper, you can start inside the employee locker room dressed as one of the employees. Oh, okay. Um, That's cool. So you kind of like by scoring points, you unlock new ways to approach the mission, which kind of just they have the benefit of like reducing some of the grind, you know, where it's like Oh, like this part's boring. I just have to walk in and find an employee and knock him out and take his costume. It kind of it, it kind of removes that part and gets you right to the fun part. There's mm -hmm. also things you unlock, dead drops type type things where you can somewhere in the level have another item stash. So you can't carry a sniper rifle into the level with you. You can find a rifle somewhere, you know, in the game. And that's another thing where exploring is going to help because if you know where um, the security guys keep their stocks of, of rifles somewhere, then you'll know that forever just through organic knowledge, not through unlocking anything, but it's like, okay, now I know this lady keeps a shotgun behind her desk. So next time I want to use a shotgun, I can run to her office, grab the shotgun, come back and I'll have the shotgun right away. Right. Mm -hmm. You can also, but you can also unlock the ability to have weapons you choose hidden somewhere in the game. So it, it's kind of like they reward you for exploring because then you know where stuff is. And they reward you for physically, like, actually getting good scores on the missions because you can unlock more things to take into the mission the next time. Now, you also can unlock new tools in general, um, such as poison vials that you can carry into the mission. And then, so then you can take uh, lethal poison in and dump it into a cocktail or something. So can stuff like that go wrong? Yes, yeah. That's, so that's cool. there's also, there's like three types of poison. There's a sedative that knocks people out. There's the lethal one that kills them. And there's one that's like, it makes them throw up so that they have to go to the bathroom. Um, and it's harder to unlock like the lethal poison. And that's usually harder to find in the levels. Right. But here's way, here's, here's a way you could get a type of poison, even if you didn't bring it in to the level with you. Right. Cause when you start off, you're not going to have much gear to take with you. You're going to have like the very basic stuff. You can find rat poison that is in the, like maintenance area you know what i'm saying or mm -hmm. like in a kitchen you could find rat poison on the ground you can pick up the rat poison you just walk up to it like looting something in last of us right you, you hold down triangle now you're uh, talking my language yeah <laughs> so then you're walking through the mission you have rat poison in your inventory and it will tell you when you can use it so um there's also stuff like screwdrivers lying around you can pick up a screwdriver you can use that to throw at someone and kill them you can stab them in the neck with it or there's various things that you can do now that you have the screwdriver. It's kind of like Resident Evil, actually, in that way, where it's like, you know when you pick something up and you're like, what could I even do with this? Yeah. And then you find something that you, you know, wouldn't have been yeah. able... Yeah, then it's like... So it's like that. So it's like maybe you see a wrench lying around somewhere in the level, right? You pick up the wrench, and then you see, um, I don't know, like a gas canister that you can unscrew with a wrench to yeah. to release gas. So it's like that kind of thing. So how's the UI in that respect? Like, is it's it very, easy to understand what you can, can't do? Yeah, it's very minimal. It's very much like press triangle to pick up the wrench. There's no equipment load. You can pick up everything you see. So like, there's no reason not to pick stuff up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a dangerous item or a certain item, it'll it'll let you know that when you pick it up, it might make guards suspicious. So if there's like, um, you know, if there's a gun lying on the table of like a police house or something, there's not actually a police house in the game, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in real life, you can't walk up and take somebody's gun because they'll shoot you, right? So you, that's the type of thing where you could only take it when they're not looking. So if there's like a key card, right, to get into the next, to get into the guy's office, right, and there, there's a key card that the security has, I can't just walk up and take the key card. They'll, they'll be like, wait, we're arresting you. So I would have to first make an, a, a distraction so that the guard is turned the other way. Then I can walk by and swipe the key card quick. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like that where it's a nice balance of, you don't have everything like laid out before you, but you like the more valuable things you might have to work for. But once you kind of get good and like know the levels and know the, you know, know the guard routines, right? Cause the guards will kind of change shift and walk around a little bit. So if you know, he's about to turn around, you can kind of time it and grab what you need. That, that sort of thing. How's the, um, stealth visibility. Like that's always the thing that cracks me up in stealth games that like yeah. guards will see you even though you're like a foot away. And then right. if you like, duck behind a corner like huh and then just like ignore it is that better or just kind of standard that's still video gamey in the sense that like you're never going to have a realistic one because it just wouldn't be fun yeah uh there is a like master difficulty where that kind of stuff is like obviously harder you know it's it's less forgiving uh but i think it's more fun just to play on a lower there's only three difficulties but it's more fun to play on the lower two just because it's kind of a fun game and it's more about experimentation than like than a yeah, rigorous like stuff. yeah it's not like a dark souls like test of like your reflexes right it's like more like a, it's more like just like a sandbox where you're having fun and testing out different strategies you know testing out like it's more like oh it'd be fun to try this so it's not going to be too like unforgiving and letting you do that and it's a good there's a lot of good like i think it's just very simple but very well done uh telling you like if you're being suspicious that kind of thing yeah you know it'll have like the, the typical arrow pointing and like you'll hear it like filling it's like a meter filling up and it's like when it fills up all the way the guard will like come over to investigate you one cool thing is if you get caught doing something illegal right and they're chasing after you all you have to do is change your costume to something else and then you're safe again so i could walk up and shoot somebody but if i run away to where no other guards can see me maybe in a bathroom or something and i have another costume stashed in there then i can like just change into that and walk out and i'll be good and it's it's not too unbalanced either where it's like once you get the bodyguard costume, you're, you know, you're completely safe. Cause no matter what, there's always people that will be suspicious if you get close enough. How does that work? Do they just eventually recognize that you're fake news or do they uh, ask you questions? They call them enforcers and they're just the people that can't be fooled. Okay. If yeah. you're too close to them. So if you're far enough away, like, cause that makes sense, right? Like, you yeah. know, you're going to know people you work with. So you're like, who is this guy that clearly doesn't work for us? Like, so it's like um, though they they just have an icon above their head that they're kind of like more aware of you, so you should be more careful around them. Uh, but you can definitely still cheese the game, you know what I mean? It's still like it's still a stealth game, and it's still like you can definitely just cheese it and like do ridiculous stuff where it's like you throw a coin and everybody like goes over to investigate it or something, yeah. you know? They're like, "What was that?" But it's like it's clear it was just a coin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I fun. guess I guess you kind of would be like, "What was that?" If somebody threw a coin, like, yeah, that's how true. How often is yeah. that happening? If you were just standing and like all of a sudden you just <laughs> saw a coin go flying by, you'd be yeah. like, "What's the, what's the big idea?" Yeah, but I think the main like 
brightness of this game. The best part is like, if anyone's seen Westworld, this is how I like to describe it. I've described it kind of off air to Brian as like a Westworld type thing where you know the characters are on a routine because you know it's a game. But that's kind of the fun of it is knowing and figuring out where they go and what they do. And you become more efficient as you play more because now I'll know the routine of what the, um, you know, what the gardener does throughout the day. Where is he, you know, later in the mission? Does he ever leave his post and give me an opportunity to sneak in through the back door or something? You know, like stuff like that. Or you'll find a secret that a character has that you never would have found unless you had followed them around for the whole game. Stuff like that. And none of these are ever necessary. You can always just follow kind of the critical path that they, you know, they're always, they always leave kind of trails for you to follow, kind of like, you know, breadcrumb trails for you to follow to get like a, a scripted out type of assassination. So if you're, if you're not in the mood for sneaking around and trying to figure out your own, you know, puzzle, you can just kind of follow what they lay out for you and it'll be a good time. It'll be a cool, like, um, set piece type kill. You do get bonus points for, um, not ever being recognized, so no one goes hostile. So that you get like bonus points at the end for that. You get bonus points if the person you kill, if you hide their body so that no one finds the body, you get points for that. Um, if you never get caught by security cameras or if you erase the tapes, you get points for that, stuff like that. Wait, so you mean you also have to escape after you kill the person? Yep, so you can't just walk up and shoot them and then the game just ends because it would yeah. be super easy every time because you just pull out a gun and fire. So you kind of have to also be figuring out where your escape route is going to be. So that's is why it, it's always a good idea to maybe wait till the person's alone and then kill them so that all the guards don't go hostile, right? Are there designated like exit points or just one? Like, yep, like... there's there's actually, it's it's kind of a minor thing, but it's a kind of a cool thing where there's going to be designated e- exit points, but you can also get access to more by exploring. So for instance, yeah, um, cool. I found boat keys in one level and then it let me escape by oh using the the boat it's literally just like exits it's not like you're going to a helicopter pad or something like there's multiple ways to leave yep yeah so it's like you know sometimes it's just the gate at the start of the level that you can walk back to and and go there sometimes it's just on the other side of the map you know there's a car and if you find the car keys that can be your exit point um there's a helicopter pad if you find the helicopter keys you could you could exit through that all right, I have, mm-hmm. I have four questions written down, but continue All if right. you have any. No, yeah, let's hear them. All right, the first is, do you need to play one and two to get a thorough understanding of the story? Uh, no, they do a little intro cinematic of, like, you know, previously on Hitman. Um, and also, I don't think that, like, like, you miss... It's, like, It's, like, do you need to see Mission Impossible one and okay. two to understand three? Like... I'm sure you would get more out of it because of the recurring characters and stuff, but also, like, it's just... The plot is still just, like, a way to get the Hitman, you know, Agent 47 to a different location to shoot someone cool. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, that that's its main purpose. Uh, that being said, it does seem to do, like, a lot of cool stuff with, like... It seems to delve into his character and his history, which is cool. And also, just in general, if you haven't played Hitman 1 and 2... I think the smarter thing would just be to pick up one of those games on the cheap side before you spend 60 on this because um, they're very similar. And if you like one, you'll probably like three and vice versa. So you might as well go with the cheaper one first. The next question that I have is, 
you mentioned that there's like a varying degree of participation that you have to have with these levels. So does that open up the possibility of like extreme speed runs? Like how fast do you think a level can be beaten if you really knew what you were doing? Yeah, that's that's like where the fun lies, I think. And I've personally, just from playing like Hitman 1 and 2, have tried to like ki- get the kill as fast as I can. Okay. And it's very fast if you know what you're doing. That's cool. And I looked up the speed run time for Hitman 1. I think it's something like 11 minutes for the whole game. Holy and, shit. And most of it is like the menus before the missions like he's like you're picking loadouts and like the loading screen that's crazy yeah it's super fast so oh, if you the know load times on this oh yeah that's something i wanted to mention it's very good and it's an improvement over hitman one and two even you know slightly i'm playing on the ps5 I do should, you have I the should. ps5 version yes okay. um if you own the ps4 version it's a free upgrade to ps5 anyways so nice. um there's but you, that. Bought, you bought it ps5 digitally or did you buy the ps4 version physically and upgrade I bought the digital, PS5 digital. Um, Let me see. Yeah, so, and that actually plays into it because I was having more fun and I felt more like I was able to do the save and reload and try a different strategy, which is, it's perfect for this game. They made the saving, I think, a lot quicker. And it's definitely, like, it still hits a loading screen, but it's not bad. And that makes it more fun because it's like, what I just want to save and try this crazy thing that might not work. And if it doesn't work, I can just reload. I don't have to restart the whole mission type of thing, you know. But speaking speaking of the save, you said that you had either save or access issues. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that's my main um, drawback for the game. And it's all pretty much already fixed. So I can explain kind of what happened. Uh, but on launch day, well, just in general, um, IO Interactive has said, like, you can upload your progress from Hitman 1 and 2 into Hitman 3 so that all the weapons and, you know, outfits and stuff that you unlocked in those two games will be available. And remastered versions of those levels, for like, all you can play Hitman 1 and 2 remastered inside Hitman 3 if you connect to your account, right? So obviously that's a great thing to do. Really, really cool, really, like, pro-consumer move, not selling, like, a remastered edition. They just give it to you for free if you own those um and you know it's not like a huge update but the game does look much like you can tell it's like prettier than hitman one and that it takes advantage of some of the new consoles power i think but they gave you access to hitman one and two and all that progress and stuff so i was like oh cool so that was part of my reason for wanting to get back into those games was to kind of like build up a little bit of you know items and stuff to to send over to hitman three Unfortunately, this you had to transfer the progress. It didn't just do it like automatically. You had to go to a website, access your IO Interactive account, and like you know hit the button. Right, the website obviously crashed because everybody was trying to do it, and you couldn't just go play Hitman Three because when you do the save transfer, they warned you that it'll wipe whatever Hitman Three progress you already have. Right. So if I want to upload my Hitman 2 progress to Hitman 3, I should do that before I start Hitman 3. Otherwise, it's going to erase my Hitman 3 save, and I won't be able to, you know, I'll have to replay it. That's really stupid. Yeah, so um, everybody was trying to get on. The game went live at 8 a.m. Eastern time, and I didn't get to play it until 3 o'clock, something like that. Uh, The website was, like, working sporadically, but, like, if I tried like literally a dozen times and it would just, I get like a 503 error or something like that most of the times. Actually, I probably tried more than a dozen times. Probably tried like 
30 times of just like reloading it, seeing if it would work. But eventually they got that fixed. Um, and then the servers went down on the actual game because everyone went from that website to the game. And the only drawback of this game that I can think of is that you always have to be online to play. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's a big drawback because you can play offline, except the challenges um, only work when you're online. Oh, I don't so, care about that. Yeah. I would because the challenges are how you unlock certain stuff and you unlock XP and all your progress for leveling up that level. That's all part of the online infrastructure. So you can just physically just, you can just play the levels offline, but you're not going to get a score. You're not going to unlock new weapons. Right. You're not going to, yeah, you're not going to level up your, um, your, it's called mastery level, I think, or your mastery rating for that level. So you're not going to unlock new weapons. You're not going to unlock new starting locations, any of that stuff. So basically a huge part of the game because, you know, so then I could, yeah, I could have played it offline, but again, I would have had to go back to the Dubai level and play through it all again, just to unlock new stuff for it. So uh, you know, but between all that, I think it just started thinking until like five o'clock, uh, at night. So it was a bit frustrating, but it's also like, you know, that's the kind of thing that's going to happen. This is a small publisher, you know, it's an indie publisher. Now they're, they're just publishing their own game. So the online infrastructure, infrastructure stuff, obviously they don't have the resources they had with square. So it, it's understandable. It was just a bit frustrating, but it does seem to all be ironed out now. And they were you know they they fixed it relatively fast and no issues now i have i i don't have any other issues all right the last question i have is the most important perhaps of all how are the trophies on this bad boy yeah so this was so baffling because these games are perfect for trophies right it is just the ultimate like replay value mastering the levels right opportunities for really cool funny trophies by doing creative challenges and even more bafflingly, all three of these games have an in-game achievement system that unlocks stuff, like you can unlock a skin or a weapon by doing a certain achievement, right? Like there's a, oh, you would love this one. In in Hitman 1, there is a basically Kill Bill uh, achievement set where it's like <laughs> there were f- four challenges, and if you unlock all four challenges, you get a samurai sword. You get a katana mm-hmm. to use. And the challenges were like, there was one dead motorcyclist in a random, like in the morgue at the bottom of this level in a hotel, right? And if you put on the motorcycle costume, obviously it's like the the yellow striped yeah. motors. So it's 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 super cool. You have to be wearing that costume, and you have to get kills in certain ways. And I think it's like the um, what is it? The Fox Four? What what's that? The name of that? It's like the Fox Force Five. That's the Fox, name of it. That's what I thought, but that didn't sound right. And in um, Kill Bill, it's kind of an allusion to the people that she has to kill in, in Kill Bill, where there's, like, the demolitions person, right? There's the knives person. There's, like, the the ninja. Um, and I think the, the challenges were just slightly related to that. So it's, like, kill someone with a knife, kill someone with the samurai sword, kill someone with an explosion. And if you do all those, you get the... So it's, like, cool stuff like that, right? Where it's, like, that's just one example of where it could be really fun to have a trophy list around this kind of stuff. Um but the first two games did not have a platinum trophy. The first one was seasonal and like episodic, so that kind of makes sense. But I'm th- they finally added a trophy, a platinum trophy, and the trophy list isn't bad. It's not like the best trophy list I've ever seen, but it is like it seems achievable. Let me let me pull it up right now. Define so achievable. Can, like, do you think it's going to take a significant amount of time and effort? 
Or is it going to be more like fun, kind of quirky, kill I don't people f- in certain ways? Yeah. So I think it's kind of like since the game requires you, since the, the in-game achievements require you to kill people in certain ways, you're going to need to do those challenges. But it's also going to probably be a time-intensive one because I think you need to... Do let me just look up or something you have to okay so for instance the dubai level you have to reach master level mastery level 20 which is you have to max out dubai so you have to get a bunch of experience which means you have to do all the i think there's probably like 30 in-game in-game challenges for each level right some of them are as simple as you know assassinate the target some of them are like assassinate the target with a rubber duck or something you know what I mean? so it's like <laughs> It, it, it can get it can get wild and some of them are just complete the story mission right complete the murder mystery in this so you'll unlock a lot of them naturally and then the other ones are more just like tests of your your skill or your planning that type of thing so I think it'll be a good challenge I don't think it's gonna be a super easy one but I think it's like it's the right amount for what this game is and what the appeal of this game is which is replayability and and knowing the missions and stuff like that yeah. I did, side note, I did see there might be an issue um, with, um, there might be a, a glitch that's causing problems. With and this cookies? might affect me. Yeah, this might actually affect me. Why? It's a, okay, at, here's here's a thread about it. I saw this last night and I was like, oh no, I think I noticed this happen to me. Where when you, it's it's a really complex situation, but basically when you do the the save transfer thing that I did, it like can set your mastery level on a level back by a couple. So I had played the Dubai mission and then I got to just the first time I did, I think I got to mastery level five out of 20, right? Just from the first one. Cause I did a bunch of challenges, right? And then I logged back in later and I noticed my mastery level for Dubai was only two. And I was like, Oh weird. Did I not save the game or something? Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, no, I did all the challenges. Like, all the challenges are still there. All the things I unlocked are still available. But if you redo it, it doesn't increase but it, your level? Yeah, it do, so it's like now it's like, I think only, I think the highest I can get now is like, you know, if I went from 5 to 2, I think the highest I can get is 17 or something. You what know, if that you reset of, your... Yeah, like if I... the at, like Oh, save, no. Like, re, it's, like reinstall it, a game or something. It's tied to your IO. I, I was reading about that, too, and it's tied to your IO account, so you can't. That's so um, stupid. <laughs> so there's literally no way to reset. Like I would have to just make a new PSN, like PSN account. So a new um, PSN, not well, like a I, new like, IO. I guess yeah. If I, I, guess I mean, if I nice. made a new, could yeah, if I made a new IO, I would have to have to do all the trophies again. So that's stupid. Yeah. So I that's like a glitch where it's like they'll hopefully just catch that and fix that because it you know it's the first day type of thing. So it's like I'm that doesn't seem like a thing they would keep in there because like those things are super important to the game, like getting to level 20 and stuff. So I think they will definitely fix it. I, th- I think it's kind of just a bug that they're going to iron out. I'm yeah. hopeful at least it'd be a huge bummer if they didn't fix that. Yeah. That's really, really good. Cause dumb. that, that might like lock me out immediately. And that's just kind of the drawback of this game with the, the online, you know, stuff. I just, I prefer to not have online things. In it games. shouldn't be it, like tied the way that you're describing it like having yeah. online features and, and whatever is fine right. but like why would it be tied to trophies and wouldn't progress and right stuff? the thing really where dumb. it's like if if the servers go offline you have to reconnect if you want to keep using like i was in the middle and of the see, mission and, and it went off i was gonna ask like why you 
couldn't play when you said the servers were yeah. down. I was like, what does yeah. that even mean? It's a single player game, but right, yeah. yeah, you would. So you would think it's like it's a great game for, you know, and and no, it's not like it. So what all they need is for. I mean, I'm not an engineer or a game designer, but I would think all you need is for it to store locally, and then when it goes back online, upload it to the server, right? Yeah. But for whatever reason, it's probably like anti-piracy measures or something stupid like that. But yeah, it's a pretty inelegant solution. And it's really the only kind of, it's only going to be a problem when um, the servers are busy from like this first week of people playing. But, you know, eventually these servers will probably go offline. So I don't know what they're going to do there. That's a bummer. Um, another quick question, which I think I already know the answer to, but it's worth asking. You're playing on PS5. Are there any PS5 exclusive features such as haptic feedback or anything like that adaptive triggers because i know that yes there is yes yes and i was actually i think i had seen it that it was like a thing and i was like i probably just didn't like really think it would be a big deal but they did add the adaptive triggers to the guns really so like when you you know the classic like when you pull a a trigger on it you feel like a little bit of resistance does it feel good yeah, it feels it feels similar to like it, how it felt in Astro. The same thing, like when you yeah. shoot a gun in Astro, yeah, I it think felt it's like cool and and like COD and like the yeah. shooters that I've played with it. I've been missing it's, that it's with not Cyberpunk. A, yeah, it's not a like as much of a gun type game as COD. Oh, where yeah, definitely not. It's the 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 shooting is definitely like I wouldn't just play this just to like oh let's shoot a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah, not like fun. Not. Yeah. But that's like a the nice shooting is, yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely a nice feature. Well, I knew um, that they had some sort of relationship with Sony because they were at mm-hmm. the the PS5 events, and yeah. they have PSVR uh, modes for this. Yeah, so. so I'm glad they added that. And and it's not just the guns. It was like when I throw when I would throw like something else, there was a little bit of resistance too, you know. So everything with that right trigger, which is like your your shoot button or your throw button, um, you could feel like that type of thing. So that was cool um what else uh they have a vr mode it's only for psvr and it runs off the ps4 version of the game if you buy the ps5 version you still will get access to the ps4 version to play vr if you want to so i don't have a vr headset so i haven't tried it i would imagine it's really fun because it just seems like one of those games where that would be really fun to be in first person and playing in vr oh another question you can't get away from me yet um so this came out you know this week it's 2020 i would assume it's safe to say this is your game of the year so far or 2021 this is your game of the year so far of 2021 that is correct however let's let's bring up a hypothetical here and say that this came out in december Ah. where would this have landed in your list last year top five or no that's a good question let me pull up my my list right here if you say it's better than the last of us two we're dissolving the podcast <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> stay tuned okay let's see so number one final fantasy 7 remake demon souls animal crossing ghost of tsushima astro's playroom i would put it see the thing is i haven't beaten it yeah, yet so I know, but i'm just saying first impression right wise. let's say if it held to the quality of the first two levels i'd probably put it around five or six or seven somewhere somewhere in there so like around last year was a very good year so that's, it that's was a good promising year words yeah. for for old agent 47 yeah i would say you know it obviously it has that new game hype so you gotta kind of wait for that to settle down i would feel comfortable putting it around seven so hades astros playroom ghost of tsushima 
Animal Crossing, Demon Souls, Final Fantasy, I would all put above it. Last of Us Part Two is probably also above it. Okay, watch your tongue over there. Just right. you know, it was close. It's close. Close. Good grief. <laughs> no, it's. I'm sure it's not close, in terms of like object being objective about it. But it's just fun to to say that kind of to thing. antagonize me. Yeah, and Fair and enough. just I, I we haven't talked so much about the actual character because he is kind of like nondescript. Is he good? He's like a good time in really? like a but like not in a serious way, but just like in a like. It's, he's just kind of funny. It's just like a bald guy with a, a barcode on the back of his head. You know what I mean? He's like, he's got his own like little sense of humor, which is kind of funny. Like he just, almost every like piece of dialogue he has with random NBCs is always like sarcastic. Like, uh, he's like a clone or something, right? He's, he's got some backstory that's like explored in this trilogy and it's, you know, the classic, like, assassin with a tragic past type like his name's stuff. Because fucking Agent 47. There's 46 other ones running around with barcodes on. Yeah, they're not actually... I don't... As far as I know, he's not a clone. Or, like, um, just, like... He's, he's part red. of, like... I think he was part of, like, a super soldier type yeah. program. Some sort of um, science I don't know if that's wrong. a spoiler. I don't think... Because it's not... That's not something I learned in the game. Just... You know, that's just something I... Like, from my general awareness of what hitman is i think he's like from a super soldier type there's definitely something like that going yeah on, yeah but i don't know uh, the logistics but he's just like your typical like action guy like he just says like one-liners about you know what i mean like about killing people but like yeah. sarcastic ones i don't know it, they're funny in the context but there's a lot of the humor kind of reminds me of gta actually a lot of it reminds me of gta because it is like a sandbox with open level design and you know you can listen to npcs have conversations and it does have that slight touch of like satire parody. Like everything has a little bit of parody to it. Huh. Um, where it's not like, you know, where there's like the Facebook type guy and he's like very much like a millennial stereotype or something like that. Uh, but I think they did take themselves a little bit more seriously in the second two games. I think that was most present in the first one. And this one seems like a little bit more not self-serious but like a little just like a little bit more nuanced i would say and it's in its design like they're not all caricatures you know yeah um yeah but yeah i i would say i would say even if you just played the the murder mystery one as its own like stand like they could release that as a standalone for like 10 20 bucks and i think it would be a fine detective game on its own and the fact that you can at any time just run off and change costumes and you know, shoot people is, is really funny. Yeah. And I never did. I played the entire level in the detective costume because I was so captivated by the story. I'm sure that one was an outlier. It just seems like it was um, just because of, like, how cool of an idea that is. But it was a really, really fun level. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to get this. So stay nice. tuned. You also own Hitman 1. You don't have Hitman 2, right? No. I, I think, th- but you should be able to access Hitman 1 in, in Hitman if you'd like how does that work do you have to like install it again i don't you like, go, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have save data for sure yeah you don't yeah it will just be like you open hitman 3 and i'll say like get the hitman 1 legacy pack and it's like a link to the store and if you own hitman it, it'll it'll know that you own hitman 1 and you'll be able to download those levels it's just something as simple as that it is a little bit confusing because there's so many things that can be added to the game. There's like the the Hitman One expansions, the Hitman Two expansions. So like the store is just riddled with so many like 
it's like what do i own and how do i get into this game like <laughs> that that like i had to like do a lot of thinking just to make sure i was getting everything like what's the order that i upload this in that kind of thing but it like you you don't really need to worry about all that stuff you can just play the game but yeah i mean if you're hankering for like kind of a a game to to leave downloaded for a while and kind of just jump in and do a a mission when you feel like it that i, mean, I think that's a, where it's at its best there's a nice drought coming up for the next two months too that's true especially if i decide to put cyberpunk down for a while then yeah. i'll just have to beat Sackboy, and then i have like ps plus games i could play but i mean yeah there's nothing new coming out really till march or april so i know this is like a cliche of like the old ign like reviews but it has a little bit of everything you know it has yeah. that it has that like replay loop where it's fun to kind of just like get familiar with it and chill maybe listen to a podcast and like just go around and sneak around and see what you can find right it has the humor where you could dress up as like a clown or something and you know you know hijinks ensue and it has some cool storylines that you can follow stuff like that so a little bit of everything like if you're yeah it's a good it's like a good um it's a good palate cleanser but yeah, it is like that kind of thing where it's like, oh, I just want to jump in and do like one assassination and then do something else, right? It's like that. It's good for that too. Well, but you yeah, sold it's got everything. Me. Yeah, wow. Write, write an invoice to IO. I might have to. So I, I, I'm i glad, you know, they seem like a cool developer. They I love to support I've, a nice indie company, you know? Yeah, I watched like an interview with them and they seem like they're really just like big fans of what they're doing. Like, I, I mean, they, they bought the IP, so that's, I mean, they, you know, that's they a good created it, right? Uh, yeah, they, I think they worked, I mean, like, Square owned it, so they bought it back from Square. But I'm pretty sure they're the developers of the original game. They probably are, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know. I, I really only jumped on with the 2016 one, so I, I have no idea. It's I know interesting that this is still cranking out, and that the, uh, there's Splinter Cells has been dead in the water for so long. It is funny, like, uh, you know, Metal Gear's kind of faltered, Splinter Cell doesn't really exist. Metal Gear had a good run, though. And yeah. that was way more story-oriented than these two. Yeah, they're definitely different things. Um, like Metal Gear went sure. longer than it should have, probably. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. But Metal I'm sure Splinter Cell will have a big comeback at some point and have some obscene Ubisoft microtransactions <laughs> baked into it. Yeah, absolutely. And another good thing I should mention, there's no microtransactions... Um, all three of these, I mean, the first two games had paid DLC, and I'm sure this one will at some point, where they had, like, you know, you could buy the New York City level, right? It was a level that was made after the game released and stuff like that. So I'm sure this game will have that kind of thing. It does. It did also have, like, packs that you could buy, like, a, you could buy a suit pack of, like, I don't know, like, it comes with a suit and it comes, it's like that it's like what you would get in a pre-order bonus, you know, but I mm-hmm. like they also would sell it, but they don't sell it in an in-game store. It's like old fashioned PlayStation store DLC where it's like you would, you wouldn't like, you don't get helix credits, right. And you don't like get XP boosters and you can't buy guns in game or skins or anything like that. It's like, it's like, the, it's just stuff that's also for sale. Um, and it's, it's very much not in your face or anything. And, the DLC, for the most part, I've seen is just like extra content, extra levels, extra missions, that kind of thing. Nice, nice, um, nice. Yeah, and there's also some other modes. There's a online mode that um, you basically create your own contract. So you don't create your own level, um, but you go to the, like the Dubai level, and you get to choose who the assassination target is, right? And you can say, 
uh, to complete this contract, you have to assassinate them using this weapon or using, you know, assassinate them by pushing them off of a balcony, right, in the doctor costume. You have to be disguised as the doctor or something. So that can lead to kind of some more persistent content. If you want to do that, you can obviously browse, like, the most popular ones, that sort of thing. You can make your own. You can challenge your friends. I could make a level and challenge you to complete it in a faster time than I completed it, right? So it's kind of got like a little Mario Maker yeah, scene cool. going on. If you're into that sort of like speed runny, like chal- like challenge kills, like you know, doing it in the most hard way possible. Uh, it has a sniper uh, mode where this might only actually be in Hitman Two, but I can, I can access it because I own Hitman Three. I don't know how how much I think Hitman Three also has a sniper mini game where same mission, but you're just a sniper from far away. So it's like a smaller level where you just have to snipe people. And that's actually really fun and really satisfying. I played that on Hitman 2. So it's back in Hitman 3, and it's it's really fun. If you just want to be like a, you know, play the one-shot, one-kill mission from from uh, Call of Duty, but have like a whole couple levels designed around it. So yeah, that, that sort of thing. Overall, it's a, so far, really fun game. Really happy with my purchase and looking forward to playing more. Yeah, well... I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear your sales pitches have been uh, sharpened in IO uh, training camp. Yeah. And I'll probably buy this tonight, honestly. Wow. Well, uh, good luck, Agent 47. Hey, easy. Yeah, it's it's a good time. It's uh, it's very much like a nice blend of, like, uh, you know, the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible, a little bit of Bond, yeah, which Bond we haven't game. even... Oh, man. Dude, I... I am very, very excited for their Bond game because this game showed even more to me, more than the first two, that like they can do a really, really good Bond game. What a weird thing that Bond as like a IP has like totally faded from the consciousness of video games where like it was so fucking popular. We oh young. yeah, I know. It was, it was up was there so with many. like with Zelda and Mario in terms of like people that played Goldeneye on the N sixty four. Not even like, just N sixty four, like in GameCube PS2 era, there was so many damn games, and now there's, yeah. I don't, there's been, there was none last gen, right? Um, I think the was last there, one was there. Was there a Skyfall like movie tie-in or anything no. like that? The last yeah, the last one, one was Quantum was of Solace, PS3. right? No, there was a, there was a sequel to the 007 Goldeneye remake mm. called 007 Legends that was supposed to be very bad that I never gotcha. played, but I don't think there was any after that. But well, I put the uh, gold knife for the Wii was kind of sick, but aside from Pro- that. Project 007 coming to you soon from, well, maybe not soon, but coming to you from IO Interactive. Definitely not soon. Um, it seems like it could be really, really cool. I think, like, taking these these tools and these skill sets and then building bond levels around them. I feel like it would be... need to be a little bit more action-y, though. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I think it's not, I don't think it's going to be a, I don't think it should be a one-to-one, you know, put Agent 47 in a tuxedo and give him an Aston Martin and, you're good to go. I They're think it's going to be, def- yeah, Sorry, a little bit, yeah, a little bit more of a blend of like this and maybe like an Uncharted would be the right uh, way to go. Yeah, they're going to need think. to figure out how to dr- have driving mechanics for sure. Yeah. Got to yeah. be an Aston Martin chase sequence. Yep, there better be with like jet boosters and ejector seats and all that. Who knows? But I mean, like, yeah, like you said, like combining Uncharted would be cool. But I, I do almost feel like the older bond games were like too shootery compared to the movies so it would be cool yeah. to have like this be 
the foundation and then there's like action sequences where you're shooting a lot of mm-hmm. people like scripted sequences but then like yeah more open levels where you're on missions yeah even if they like did a strict cut one-to-one like right here's the you know here's the open mission you have to go and find this intel yeah here's the here's now you have to escape from the hotel right and now here's the action scene here's like the driving chase scene i wouldn't even mind if they did that because it there are so many times when when you're agent 47 and like you're at a a a masquerade ball at a castle right and everyone's wearing masks and you're in a tuxedo and you have the silenced pistol like hidden behind your back and you're walking through the crowd you're like dang this is like a james bond like right out of a james bond uh movie yeah so i could definitely see like some really cool like casino based levels stuff like that um all i think the possibilities are endless i'm definitely really looking that's one of my most anticipated like future projects coming up yeah because i love james bond yeah i've absolutely especially the games i have such fond memories of all those games on the ps2 and gamecube obviously goldeneye but that was a little before my time i definitely played it as a kid but like nightfire and agent under fire and everything or nothing and all that Mm -hmm. stuff was like from russia with love goldeneye rogue agent all that shit was just like my childhood so yeah well uh i'll see you in the field um tonight yeah i'll see you sending me uh challenge missions that i won't do (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) sounds good all right well uh thank you for joining us for our conversation about hitman 3 uh as always if you want to write into the show you can hit us up on twitter at pseudoludocast and on instagram at pseudoludopod and Thanks again for listening. Feel free to subscribe, give us some likes, whatever you whatever you want to do. Whatever it, it's your it's your life. Don't don't let us tell you what to do. Very true. But if you do want to uh, you know do what we suggest, five-star reviews and 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 spread the good news. Yes, sir. Well, Brian, pleasure talking with you this evening. As always. All right, I'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.